It's 11.02, time for the Duke of Pipso. It's 11.02 Central Standard Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast. Coming to you live from the International Math and Computer Nerd Convention for the Midwest region, inside the Miller family tent at DuPage Event Center and Fairgrounds in Wheaton, Illinois. I'm Matt. And I'm Martin. And now, let's discuss the latest algorithms and programming protocols that the IMCN believes can help make ventriloquism a skill that anyone can learn. Anyone can learn it? Yeah. You don't you don't have to have like special powers over your lips or anything. You don't you don't even well Actually, we'll find out. I I should not. I'm getting ahead of. I'm I'm putting the cart in front of the horse, as we say in the programmer world. Just a quick reminder that you can pick up your punch cards at the Miller family tent, and if you collect all 33 punches, you get a free Duke of Pipso mouse pad. Oh wow! Yeah, it has all the shortcuts for JavaScript on it. That sounds like a super useful tool for people that use computers. Yeah, and nerds. Yeah, speaking but, of com- computers, don't don't we have somebody uh, that we should be hearing from here in a minute? Oh, yeah, you mean Marmat? Yeah. Oh, hold on. Greetings, Matthew and Marty. My apologies, I was preparing for my interview with Tamram, he is my alter ego. However... I caught a virus and have been quite ill. O one one oh oh one one oh oh one 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 oh oh one oh oh one one oh one 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 oh one one oh one one oh one oh oh one oh 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 one 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 oh one oh 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 one one oh one oh 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 one one oh oh one oh one oh oh one oh 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 one 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 Oh oh one oh oh one one oh one oh oh one oh one 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 oh one one oh oh one one oh oh one oh one O one 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 oh oh one oh 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 one oh 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 one 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 oh one oh 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 one one oh one 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 oh oh one oh 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 Martin something's not right oh one oh 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 one one oh one I don't know what's I think he's glitching one oh one oh oh one oh 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 I don't know why one one why is he saying zero one one oh oh one oh one oh one one I don't I don't know what's going on sorry I didn't have time to hit the mute button before I coughed I don't think he's okay hold on. Gosh. Matt and Martin, this is Tamram. Marmat is really not feeling himself. He needs to get his blistering treatment. Great to finally meet you. God save the king. Hope he's gonna be okay. Sorry, mates. Thanks, Tamram. I need to reboot. I will see you next week. I need to run my antivirus software, and Bob's your uncle. Just don't take the mickey out of me. Cheerio. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry, Marmat. Don't worry, we're gonna take care, take good care of you. I hope he's okay. Yeah, he. I don't. He sounded bad. Yeah, to um, say the least. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll check in with him next week. Sure. Well, you know what sounds pretty good, Matt. What's that? How'd you like to learn something that eh, maybe you didn't know about me? I, I. I never believed that I didn't know everything about you until we started doing this. So, um, well, 
Let's just say I, I have a pretty strong connection to classic Cub Rick Sutcliffe that dates oh. back to both of our childhood. Rick um, Sutcliffe's childhood, too? Rick Sutcliffe's childhood and my childhood. Exactly. Wow. So as you know, I grew up in the west suburban town of Hinsdale, which, long story short, is right on the metro line that goes into the city. You knew, you knew all this. This is nothing new, right? Yeah, why would you stop saying things that I already know? Will you stop interrupting me? I have never interrupted you recently. Um, so we used to hang around in the downtown area when we were in junior high and stuff. And often, as kids will, we had a little bit of extra time, which usually leads to no good. So I had this matchbook, right? And there was this like big industrial garbage can by... The railroad tracks. So I was like, I'll light a match and throw it in the garbage can because, you know, I'm into fire. Yes. So I did. And then the associates I was with was like, we need to get out of here. So I got out of here. And now, Matt, you may be asking, maybe you have a fire problem. But again, that's not something they didn't know already. Our real question might be why how is this related to rick sutcliffe well i have literally in my hand right now and this will be posted on instagram a cartoon from boys life magazine it's about rick sutcliffe and it starts when rick sutcliffe was seven years old he and two friends started a small fire in a neighbor's neighbor's garbage can and they ran out and then they got busted but then Rick Sutcliffe's dad made him go over there and apologize, and he learned a lesson about lying. And did and Rick, Rick Sutcliffe autographed that comic and sent no. it to you? No, I just I, someone who will rename, remain unnamed gave this to me several years ago as a <laughs> okay. reminder. This person was at the Hinsdale train station fire incident. Mm. I think I, I don't want to. I don't know what the statute of limitations on that sort of crime is. So, long story there short, is none. we did check back. Um, the can was destroyed, but there was no other damage. Okay. This so, and this was at the this was at Union Station. No, at Hinsale Train Station. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, you know, yeah, because you weren't going to get in trouble by the Hinsale Police. They no. were just, you know, glorified babysitters slash driving while while colored uh, people. That that's that. Those were their two jobs. Yeah, uh, we weren't coming in from the city trying to work or right. steal stuff, so it was uh, fine. But you know, that's interesting because I actually also got caught by the Lake Forest Police. You didn't get caught, no. But I got caught by them. Because there were reports of someone lighting a dumpster on fire at Lake Forest College. And they pulled me over and they were like, well, did you know, what do you, we, there's some kids. We thought we saw some kids on bikes. And they were like, what do you have in your pockets? And I pulled out some matches. And I was like, uh -oh. oh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, like they had me busted, but they let me go. And actually, I don't. I don't remember ever lighting anything else on fire after that. To be to be honest, 
Ever. Time comes and Anything. goes, but you know, fire is the greatest tool man ever made, and basically is harmless. Yeah, when I used to smoke, I actually wouldn't light it. I would just create heat from compression from my lips, and that would make the cigarette go, but I wouldn't actually light it. So anyway, I always thought you did it by friction. Well, you can, you know, keep whatever. Like I'm a not going bird. If you I'm, can move your lips that quickly, yeah, you'll oh, I'm not going to. You could sort of I'm, fire like. I'm not going to dissuade you of any of your beliefs about my supernatural mouth skills. Um. Well, that's oh. really interesting. Thank you. Yeah. So, Matt. Um, Last week, I was so impressed with your alter ego interview, I have to say. Yeah. Um, I also really sort of liked your alter ego. I thought he had a lot of good stuff to say about business and whatnot. Nice. Um, so I contacted you, as you know, and I got your secrets about how to get into the right state to directly yeah. interview your alter ego. Yeah. So hopefully this works. Oh, are we? Are you about to? Oh, okay. Yes, yes. I'm about to interview my alter ego here. Oh, so oh, this is awesome. Yes, I think you'll really like it. I hope this could okay. go terribly bad. It's exciting. It's exciting. Okay, I'm gonna just put myself on mute until Good. the interview's Good. over. If you don't, yeah, don't interrupt me. I I won't. I won't. Okay, that means don't talk anymore. Oh wow. Okay, just guess we just go. Um, thanks for agreeing to do this. Uh, last week, Matt called this a sacred space. That seems a bridge a little too far. Tell me about yourself in four sentences. Uh, I'm not feeling comfortable right now because I didn't have an appropriate amount of time to prepare for this. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm a list maker. Uh, spelling Nazi. Uh, I cherish my comfort zone. You know? Oh, that was three. Good job. No, I, the first thing, I was a sentence too when I said I wasn't comfortable. Oh, right. Okay. Well, maybe this is more up your alley. I like to give people different scenarios and sort of surprise people and see what they say. You're trapped upon the first first Death Star, so Death Star 1. You can choose one character from the Muppets, one robot, and one superhero to take with you. Who do you pick? Oh. Wow. Uh, well, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go with Fozzie Bear. Uh, you know, I've been told... You know, with uh, how how uh, how persnickety I am about my dress and how clean shaven I am, you know that that it, it would be funny. I think it'd be funny to you know to be the opposite of that. Uh, yeah, pick the opposite of that. Uh, a Roomba, I'm gonna go with as the robot. You know, I love cleaning and v vacuuming. More than anything, mostly. Um, and uh, so, superhero, how about Mighty Mouse? You know, uh, I mean, that, that everyone uh, 
thought they had him sized up, and boy, they were wrong. Yeah, I guess it's really true that oftentimes your first opinion might be extremely negative, but you should give them a chance, right? Yes. That's what I'm trying. So anyway, uh, tell us about the podcast that you work on. Um, if if you don't have one, you know, just explain why you're between shows or whatever. Yeah, you know, um, things would be easier for me, Martin, if we took took this more slowly. Uh, you know, I, you know, one thing I think you don't know about me is I, I just, you know, I it takes me a little time to build up trust, uh. And to get comfortable, you know, express, you know, talking, I guess. Hmm. Describe your fit. Oh, uh, well, uh, getting dressed up in formal clothes and grooming my facial hair uh, are activities that soothe me. Um, I'm not into color colors bright colors i you know i like to mostly wear gray stuff you know uh really shiny shoes collars you know that that fit you know i don't i i can't stand a loose collar that hangs open you know why even wear a tie you you could stick a two by four in there you know you look sloppy i i like a tight shiny uh well well, you know, quaffed. Tight, shiny, and white. That's how you like them. Okay. Um, there is a, I'm going to skip that question because you probably have too good of an answer. Matt is always trying to teach me lessons, like not leaving sparkling water in your car when it's really cold. In your world, what lessons has Matt tried to teach you? Martin, I'm, you know, I, I wasn't expecting this, but I'm, I'm going to, I got to ask you, I got to make an ask here. I'm going to ask you, I, I need you to be more vulnerable with me. Okay. Um, I need you to share more with me about how this makes you feel. Why this question, um, Matt, you know, do you think that he's not that it's not okay for him to try to teach you? Are are you you know? Are you so do you know everything? I'm not are like you talking that. to me or are you talking to Matt? I'm talking to you. Matt. Is Matt on this I don't I call I got confused. So Matt has not tried to teach you anything? I you're I you're not answering my question. Vulnerability, Martin. I need sharing and vulnerability. It's what kind of my go-to. Okay. Okay. So we'll just put no answer for that one. If your political beliefs were a TV sitcom, which would it be? Well, uh, I'm a list maker, Martin. A little bit of a spelling Nazi, okay? And I cherish my comfort zone. Um, so, probably Mork and Mindy. 
it's a classic. You know, Good choice. The outside, Good choice. you know, don't the outsider this, knows you the better than you know that, yourself. Right. Exactly. How would you handle it after I beat you in golf? Oh, I love washing my car, ironing my jeans, and trying exotic foods. Um, I'm pretty sure that I would be able to cope uh, with just about any turn of events as long as I'm able to, uh, you know, you know, have those. Wash your car. Any of the, any, or especially all three of those. People really iron their jeans or that just as a joke? Uh, yeah, they, they, well, I mean, you know, you're, they dry clean them is really what they should do. I mean, that's what I, best practice in my world is dry cleaning, but I, you know, I'm yeah. environmentally, it's, you know, questionable. So let me ask you this. It sort of sets up perfectly your last answer. Given unlimited resources, what is your dream creative project? Uh, so the Germans make the best vacuums. It isn't even close. Uh, no offense to Sir Dyson, uh, but... If there was anything that would make me feel whole, that would make, you know, that could, that would kind of, uh, I could leave my mark, you know, on the world around me in a way that is really meaningful to me, it would be to invent some kind of new cleaning machine, uh, you know, uh, and, and, you know, we can, we don't have to, I'm not going to give away all my trade secrets you know, to you, you know, because you already have a, you have a life. Yeah, you have my own life. That's not really my wheelhouse anyway, so you're safe. Okay. Our listeners aren't interested in the greatest new German vacuum, but other people would be. Well, is Matt listening? He cares. Yeah, Trust he, me, I think he does. He, okay, I don't, I don't want to speak for Matt, but he doesn't. Um but speaking of Matt, I have to say, this interview is going much better than Matt's interview last week. Much better. So we're going to do, we're going to close with a little, uh, just a chance for you to be creative, sort of think outside the box, get out of your comfort zone a little bit. I want you to make up a word and use it in a sentence about Matt. Now, it should seem at first to be inappropriate, but after a few seconds, you think it's fine. And then tomorrow, people won't be sure again. Martin, Matt is a total dondle. He just can't help himself, I guess. It's funny because he thinks everyone else but him is the dondle. No, no. He's the dondle. He's the dondle. Wow. Um... Didn't even get. Are you Martin, or do you go by another another call sign, if you will? I didn't even get your name. Are you talking to me, Martin? Matt. Yeah. That was, was weird. What did I miss? It just was. There was no sound for the last. There was no sound for the last however many minutes, and then you started talking. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, did it was it, interesting. Was there a tech issue? 
No, I mean, he, it was great. It was great. Um, I don't know what happened. Uh, oh. Sometimes well, we'll... when you when you see your reflection in the rain like that, it can be a little too intense. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know okay. how it went for you last week, but I feel like I learned a lot. Even more than I usually do. I haven't slept well since then. So I believe it. Yeah. Well, I'm I it never ceases to amaze me how far we've come with this podcast. And uh, That's true. I hope you can clean it up in post, you know, post production with so I can hear the I'll just fill it with sound effects or just someone saying something in binary. Yeah, because we can't ask Marmat to help. He's not available. Yes, Uh, exactly. Well, let's move on to 33. Fair enough. 33. All right, I have a number. Okay. What is it? It's 11. It's 33. I'm going to, in honor of the Detroit Lions, I'm going to defer. Okay. All right. Lemonade. Lemonade is it's definitely a top five beverage, just overall in the beverage category. Um, if you don't believe that, then there's something wrong with you. I don't know what to tell you. Everyone likes lemonade. The best glass of lemonade I'll put up there with anything. Limeade. This is a case of, again, people trying to take something that's good and just push it too far. It's still okay, but it's just not as good as lemonade. I don't know why. It has no, as far as I know, like better value. Like there's no more vitamin C in it or whatever. It's not, you're not going to not get scurvy because you drink limeade instead of lemonade. Um, maybe they have extra limes. And they just seem to get rid of them. But I don't even think there are that many limes in there. Orangeade. This is different than orange juice, which is problematic. It's not good. It's You went sort of like best, mediocre, worst. Yeah. It's not orange juice. It's not like orange no. drink. That's different. Uh, this is gross. It's I, I don't even know what it is. It's I feel I like agree. it's like I feel like it's the people you know the people who live in poor countries that get the Super Bowl shirts from the losing team. Yes, like if they have too much orange aid, that's you know that's where it ends up. No one likes it. Right. True. Oh, uh, you know what? You know who I bet would like it? French people. Yes. Yes. But I mean, they don't know anything. Just to be so. just to be provocative. Yeah. And if you order any sort of fruit drink, they just bring you that and laugh at you. (laughs) Yes. Okay, Matt. The name of the game is 33. 33. Paul Schaefer. Uh, the, The lead of the world's most dangerous band. Uh... The original late night cool sidekick. Uh, not, you know, Doc Severinsen was cool, but he was he was from a different time. 
And it's not as cool hearing like, you know, uh, uh, superstitious by Stevie Wonder being played by a all horn kind of forties jazz orchestra. It's not nearly as cool as listening to <laughs> Paul Schaefer from the world's most dangerous band jamming out to it when you walk on stage. Andy Richter. Uh, oh, he'll always have a soft spot in my heart from due to his Chicago connection and his IO, formerly Improv Olympic connection, where I once took classes. And uh, the some people in my class were interns in the Man Cow Muller show, and I think was on the loop, 97.9. The loop. Yes. Yeah, and they, they they were not funny and they did not they did not follow any of the improv rules. And Sharna, who is a legend amongst uh Chicago people that go to LA well and get and get make it big and then they always talk about Sharna. She was our instructor and she was not having any of it. She would just she had no sympathy for them. Anyway, Andy Richter was was great, you know. It's if he could if he could be successful, certainly you and I can be. And last but not least, Ed McMahon. Uh, so my dad used to love doing the Ed McMahon. Hi He'd do it all the time, and the golf swing and everything, the whole banter between Ed McMahon and uh. And Johnny Carson, uh, and of course, Johnny Carson would always accuse him of being drunk, which back in the day, that was like a fun, that was like a thing you would, you would tell jokes about and make fun of people about, oh, you're drunk right now. Oh, 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 I've had a few pops. Yep. Um, he was, uh, he was kind of the prototype for the sidekick, I guess. I don't know. I in at least someone born in the seventies, that's my opinion. I think you're probably correct. And don't forget his all his spin-off stuff. All his yeah. shows and everything. He was on he was Steve, very successful. Star Search. Yeah. Uh he did Publisher's yep. Clearinghouse. Yep. Yep. Um and then we're too young to remember probably a lot of his stuff. And of course, but Phil Hartman had a great Ed McMahon imitation on Saturday Night Live. Oh, hundred percent. Him and Dana Carvey. That was that was good. Okay. So, perfect segue here, Matt. Yes. To hurrahs and huzzahs. Yes. And again, just let's remember here because people regularly misuse this. Hurrahs are the good ones. That's what I'm starting with. So. Friday, well, really, Saturday morning, probably, I woke up, and my right ear was totally blocked up, and I couldn't hear, okay? So I was like, well, maybe, it felt like, you know, when you're in an airplane, and, like, that messes up your ear, but it just never went away, right? Yes. So I was like, well, maybe I'll see what happens. So it didn't go away for most of the day, and then I was talking to people, and like, you should go to urgent care. So went to urgent care. But it was like two hours, so it's like, I'll come back Sunday morning. So I went back Sunday morning right when they opened. 
First off, the receptionist was not there, not showing up yet. So they open at eight o'clock on Sunday morning and I walk in like all the doors are open, but nobody's there. So I just sit down. So then this nurse comes out and it's like, oh, our receptionist is gone. Let me like figure out how to get you checked in. So like she does the receptionist job, has to call to like figure out how to check me in. And then she's immediately like, oh, just come back and I'll look at you and figure it out. So I tell her the stuff and then she's like, yep, I'll be right back. And then the nurse practitioner comes in, right? So the nurse, then the nurse practitioner. And she's like, oh yeah, no problem. So they stick this like, well, it's like a uh, sprayer with a hose on it in my ear and like this hydrogen peroxide mixture that they mixed up. Totally cleaned out my ear. Um, I feel like I can hear better than I ever have in my whole life. And I think if I did this every day, I could definitely be at least like a low-level professional singer with how much better I can hear. But here's the key to the whole urgent care story there. The only people that even appear to be working or even there besides me were the two nurses. Did you catch that? Yes. So once again, nurses have shown that they're the true number one best first responders. Yeah. And every other first responder should feel ashamed of themselves. And just like a nurse to just be like, well, all right, we got to check this person in. I don't know how to do it, but let me get on the phone and work it out because it's got to get done. So I'm going to make it happen. Most people would not. Yes, exactly. And, Uh, you know, they could not have been friendlier when they had to mess with my, like, jacked-up ear, which was probably weird. Well, and they might have started your singing career, or restarted it anyway. Yeah, restarted it, please. But, yes, I'm going to be big, real big. Martin, my huzzah this week goes to the, the Super Bowl. Uh, and I'll be a little more specific since you know, you know, you know, I'm kind of a hater. I'm, you know, I'm excited for the game. I'm really getting tired of the Super Bowl Roman numerals at this point. You know, I'm sure it seemed like a good idea when it was, you know, two and three and four. But we're at, I believe, 58 now. And, you know, it's like I was reading something. And they were like, yeah, well, you know, and that, that that was back in Super Bowl XLII. And I was like, uh, I'm like, you know, okay, 10, L is 50, I guess. So it's 40. Okay, 42. Um, Martin, quick one. Uh, what What's this one? What's Super Bowl XLIX? Quick. 59? <laughs> no, no. I no, that's not this this? one that's coming is 58. I'm not Roman. Um, the the only one that didn't go by Roman numerals was Super Bowl 50 because that would have been Super Bowl L, which I think is it's you know the NFL knows the kids. Super Bowl 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 loser. Oh, (laughs) Super Bowl loser. No, uh, the Bears, you know, Super Bowl XX. Yeah, okay, That's 20. Super Bowl 20. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. But, um, you know, 
Super Bowl XXXVIII. You know, come on, give me a break. I mean, I don't yeah. even know what that is. I think it's 38. That was the Patriots and Panthers. Let so. me run this scenario by you. Okay. Um, it's related to the new Super Bowl, and it might be a good image just to close the podcast with in general. The Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Travis Kelsey's on the field, surrounded by well-wishers, family, teammates. He seeks someone out in the crowd. They embrace and start to kiss. They pull back. Do you know who he's kissing? Donald Trump. Oh, wow. That's gross. Thank you. We'll see you next week, everybody. Have a great week.